So, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> well, we're going to do the intro first, Gerard, so hit it. Okay. I'm Gerard Di Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. This is Serial Podcast 9, and it's an episode. Gerard, what do you want to talk tacks. about tonight? Oh, yeah, the Brass Tax episode. I Actually, uh, I some... Don't. You don't know. Go on. Oh, go on. Well... Okay. Well, someone did write in with a letter, and then I wasn't recording, and then Gerard got a little bit mad at me because I wasn't <laughs> recording, but he had ideas for a podcast. We'll probably explore one of those ideas. All right. But I got a question. Many, many ideas. Many ideas. Gerard, it seems like Gerard took an Adderall, and then he just fucking <laughs> knuckled down. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so on the nose. Yeah, if you've ever, Gerard pointed in a direction is a scary thing, you know, very focused. Okay. It's not even a net anymore, you know? It's not a a net anymore, it's like an arrow. Yeah, a harpoon, even. (laughs) So, Pingar, P-I-N-G-A-R, reached out, and he said... Question for the podcast. Didn't know where to send it since you don't have a page dedicated for the podcast. Um, that's an interesting point, but there's no Instagram we, page. Yeah, there's no Instagram page, but there's a serial nine page, and then there's a page for me, and it works. I feel like you know we get by. But he said, yeah. But if you three were to start over, man, people love to write Gerald and not Gerard, which. I, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, Gerald and Kevin didn't have Serial 9. Mm. What cars would you buy today for yourselves? And then he wrote, this is a good one for both of you. And by the way, your site, Dota Logic, is down. Not too sure if you <laughs> noticed or not. And I was like, oh, yeah, that happens to me often. I'll fix that. Anyway, and they gave me a thumbs up. And then I went and fixed it. Because I sometimes forget to pay the thing on it because i post once every two years all right so oh, dog dodo's dead <laughs> get out of here don't dodo. say that he's dead it's um it's, it's dead um, it's the dodo it's a mausoleum is what it is now <laughs> oh okay my hopes and dreams. it's a, yeah. a crypt it's a crypt yeah and i am the crypt keeper all right so did we get that if you were to start over yeah if i if i wasn't part of serial nine and I just had to buy, I had a car. I feel like I'd probably have like a forerunner, you know? I'd be like a forerunner guy. I'd be like, hey, this is like like, a perfect, perfect all around vehicle. And I can like go kayaking or whatever the fuck normal people do. <laughs> you still do that. Yeah, like once a year. It's not like the thing that I do though. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, okay. Okay. This is a very, and I like, I honestly, I thought about it and then I overthought and I was like, if you could start over and you didn't own serial nine, but does that just mean like if you go back in time and you have to, yeah, I'm not really sure. Again? It's a bit of a, a bit of a, um, I feel like so it's like, like yeah, if you were just like, yeah, like it's a bit too vague. I feel yeah, like okay. to me, it was like, if you weren't like a car person, sort but of what we're I, still a car person, you're it. just yeah. high okay. to it. Like you're here because you're into cars. So you're you right. Still I still like cars to it. You're tied to it. I oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You're tied to it. That's like yes. if you could start over 
because it's I'd get into I get into R34 GTRs and I just be <laughs> buying them up like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. So different ways to look at the conversation. If you could start over and you were rebuying your first car, what would you buy? If I knew what I know now, given the yeah. budget, I'd buy an 8.6. Like, what was I doing buying a Mazda MX-3? You know, like an 8.6 would have been less money and a way better car. Yeah. But then I'd be a very different person. <laughs> I'd be an 8.6 person. Yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, cool. everybody, everybody who's an 8.6 <laughs> person is pretty awesome. Yeah. Shut it, Gerard. You had a fucking Ford, European Ford. Yeah. Tell us about I had a bunch of cool Fords. You added the cool part. I just said European. <laughs> uh, here we go. I mean, the European and Ford is sort of already cool. So if you could start over, I feel like Gerard wouldn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, I was just that's why I was like, I mean, even before I had zero nine, I, I basically always had something crazy. Yo, Trent came by on but Saturday. But it's not crazy. But anyway, we got to talking. We're, we were also talking about how there was like a time sort of, I, I think like right when Gerard and I were like in 2010, 20, like seven to 2010, maybe we're like, Porsches weren't expensive. Like, like, I used to always look at Porsches. At, you know what I mean? There was like a weird at. time right there. And it was sort of around the time it feels like when like Mark IV Supras and NSXs and all of those cars kind of bottomed out. And even like, yeah, like 911s, I feel were like fifteen thousand dollars, eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember like, specifically. I was looking at a 911 Turbo in Japan, and it had like a fucking uh, Gretti T78 Turbo and some Promodet crazy intercooler and a Motec and a cage and those Braunbacher work wheels. And it was like 19K. I think I remember this is when you and I were going to go to the Florida Keys and watch uh, fucking Jet boats? offshore offshore yeah. racing. And I was like, <laughs> I sent you that Porsche. And I was like, yo, man, this thing's sick. Like I could, I, I kind of couldn't buy it because I was also looking at six speed. I think this, uh, this car has also Rams. come up in like the Porsche episode where like you were like, it was just a, like yeah. entire episode of Gerard looking at like jet porsches that were for sale in japan You're yeah. like yo man yeah, i remember yeah. when you bought that one and it was like oh it was oh, actually yeah. one figure <laughs> off like it was, it yeah. was one decimal yeah, place all on the wrong point yeah yeah which yeah, yeah i bought the three hundred thirty thousand dollar porsche for thirty thousand dollars yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, sorry man wrong price <laughs> Dude, i hustled so hard to get that 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 payment to 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 japan to go through yeah all right. Okay. Okay. So if you could start over and you weren't connected to serial nine, because I guess there's that feeling that because you're connected to serial nine, you are automatically connected to the, the like, <laughs> yeah, but like Gerard really spits in the face of that anyway, you know, but uh, I don't worry. People. A... I will always be here for you and your Toyota. Love. I... Yeah. I mean, I was into Toyotas before I was into serial nine. So. Like, yeah, I specifically started serial nine to improve on shitty Toyotas. So I'd probably just still be driving those cars. I just have my own. That was pretty nice. But no, nobody else would have a nice one. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't parts. You just, just, yeah, you just right. did it yourself and didn't sell yeah, the parts. Yeah, just have one yeah. cool Cressida that was super sick. And then maybe later on. Yeah. So I independently would have built a sick Cressida and thus met Gerard. 
and then that's my car would also be super sick. There you go. And I then we we would, we, we would have properly. formed a company. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's. I mean, in the end, my wheels on the Arista wouldn't fit. Now, but this is a different question. This is a hypothetical of like time travel if Serial Nine didn't exist. Yeah. That's what but I'm I like, guess I, I'd probably still be in yeah, drifting. It, yeah. And. Yeah, hard to say. Like, I definitely don't think I'd be drifting a Volvo or whatever or any of that stuff, you know? No. In hindsight, what would you have done differently? Is there a car choice that you would have made differently? Maybe this is the point of the question. And it's uh, like Kevin said. I feel know, like, like if in hindsight, I, I would make a thousand decisions differently, you know? But only purely, but it's the sports almanac from Back to the Future too. Yeah, exactly. You're not making it out of love, like out of like passion or like interest. It's well, like, no, I, I feel like I, I could have done I that. Now. No, I feel like I could have done that too, though. There's all these decisions where you're like, well, that was the wrong decision, or like, oh, if I would have made that decision, I could have gotten to this place quicker or easier or with less right. heartache or whatever. You know, it feels like yeah. if you know the roadmap, you avoid all the fucking pitfalls, but. And it's like Don't I've said that before. Lessons. It's like, I, you know, my buddy, my buddy's younger brother, like we all had cars. Matt and I were the most into cars. My buddy was into cars. Everybody else in the crew was into cars. And we had he had a younger brother. And the younger brother's first car was like nine out of ten, you know, because right. he just had this almanac and this roadmap to follow and everything to do and you can and just do these seven things and those are the most important don't do anything else and mm-hmm. it's going to turn out sick you know and that's and that's what happened but here's the thing yeah every generation now has that and i realized that the other day in doing touché, yeah touche touche because it's like oh to be into media when i started meant something different than to be into media mm-hmm. now and same with people building cars. There's still pitfalls and like lessons that you learn, but like the uh, the uh, room for growth and the uh, like the the curve upward curve to success just seems more like not exponential, but like there's way more room than there was before. You know, yeah, way more room to go up. Yeah, there's way more room to grow up. Go to go up. There's may, way more room to succeed. There's way more room to like really hone your focus. Because you're like. Now you sound like one of those boomers where it's like, well, I had a hard time, so you got to have a hard time. I don't think anyone should have a hard time. I don't think that. I think in the, I think it's great. I love where things. I are think at. people should have a hard time. <laughs> okay. Do you actually think people should have a hard time? I just posted this thing on my story today where it's just like, yo, like, like how do you get in the automotive industry? And it was just like. Like, I don't know, find someone in the automotive industry and just go hang out there and be helpful and hang around and fucking learn mm-hmm. from what they're doing and learn from what, right. like, you know, that's how I learned. Right. That's so, it's just like be be in a room where you're the dumbest person and you're going to learn something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel like the this this conversation has turned a bit away from the question, but I do like the direction of it because it's do very agree. far. It's very far from the question. Well, I, I can answer the question. Can I just can I just sprinkle in a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even a question. It's a comment. And it was from Stephen. And he said, hey, I'm a new listener here. I just want to say I'm a fan of the long format episodes. You guys blathering over the top of each other and going on tangents and discussing various drifting and Toyota topics <laughs> is why I'm here. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Some people <laughs> like it, right? Um, yeah. But what I was going to say is I do 
so what did we talk about? Thanks, Stephen. It has to be hard. Okay, so in today's day and age, everything's fucking given to you. Basically, uh, if you can't build a cool car uh, with the, all the information and all the resources and all the shit that you have today, uh, sorry, like you know. But also at the same time, there is so much information. There are so many resources. There's so much misinformation and so many poor resources that maybe it is easy to build a shit car or to maintain your yeah. car shittily or to do anything not well because absolutely you don't know who to listen to you don't know you know what i mean you don't know the true experts i mean realistically in the in the car uh space if you will it's not like you can it's not like you can have professional like really sound professional advice for certain things it's not like the fitness space or like the fucking mindfulness space where like you know you can go on there's probably thousands of fitness podcasts and like you can probably look at the stats of each podcaster and be like like as far as not the podcast but like what yeah they but i feel like also like some of that stuff is like completely foo-foo as well though that's you know? what i was yeah, that's I where mean, i was just good. going with that though i said you look at you don't especially those list, two like, those two subjects specifically hmm Right. But within that, like if you did your research, you would find someone who has a reputation, who has been successful and who has, you know, there are people that that do it properly and that are professionals and that are, you know, experts in their field. And and you could follow or listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but like in this car space, let me just finish in the car space. Yeah. There's a bunch of fucking shitty podcasters like like lower level dudes that like us that sort of just stammer about and you know make a cool podcast have a couple of like but there's not a whole lot of there's probably a very small number of high level professional podcasts like say like efi 101 or like i don't know some suspension guru people like i mean there's also probably like a fairly small amount of people that would listen to something that sort of technical and high level yeah maybe there just needs to be like actual basic podcasts or basic information by professionals like, you know how many fucking times people ask what oil to run and then how many in their response of that is how many people telling you to run a bunch of crap or a bunch of like what they thought is the best because somebody told them that six years ago when that oil was like the newest. But also, I mean, like the oil I'm going to tell you to run is like very specific for like what I do with my motor and how I use it. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean like, that's, that's the oil yeah, I run is the oil you should run, you know? Like, yeah. How about this? Put some fucking oil in the car. Best type of oil to run is fucking oil. Like yeah, but I mean that's not that's not I, true though either. Like it's like some old boy who's just always had like a an American V8, and then he gets the fucking Rav Four as a daily, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna put the 1030 in. What the no, fuck is what this? I'm what the is, fuck is this zero twenty shit? And then he like fucks up his motor. You know. Like, what I'm saying, how many times have you or I or anybody listening to this podcast has not had the proper amount of oil in the fucking car? Me, even as a professional, I don't have time to check my fucking oil all the time. And then all of a sudden, my engine's burning more oil than I thought. And I, I haven't checked it in one month or two months or six months or a year. And I look and it's like, oh, shit. It's like, I actually needed three liters of fucking oil. That's it doesn't matter what kind of oil you need to run at that point. Okay, that, I mean, that is 100 percent a very, very valid point that like yeah, check, yeah. checking your oil is way more important. Step one, check the oil. Check your oil. <laughs> Yeah, I just nuked okay. the engine that of my wasn't motorcycle. That was the question, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just nuked the engine in your motorcycle? Yeah. Well, I didn't really? just do it. I did it like two months ago, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Kevin, like a very steadfastly like maintenance oriented guy. Like, you know, he like he goes to these drift events, like literally could probably write down every fucking thing he brings to a drift event many times over. You know, he's got every tool for every job. He's got every scenario planned out in his head. Doesn't check the oil on his motorbike. Like it happens, man. Even my truck, my truck, my truck, daily driver, normal ass truck. You know, it's the truck that I bought to just be like, hey, this is, you know, I hop in, I drive it. I don't, I mean, you know, it's got like an oil change maintenance schedule within the truck somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't tell you, it doesn't tell (laughs) you, hey, why don't you check it after (laughs) 2000 or 3000 K? Cause you know, this thing burns a bit of oil. And like, when you check it, it needs three liters out of six and a half. So like, that was cool, you know? And that's the second time it's happened in that truck. Remember when we were off-roading that oh. time camping? And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, there's no oil in this truck. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you there, To me, I was like, yo, this, like, the motorcycle, I'm like, it's a 2018. Right? Like, yeah. it does Like, it doesn't lose any oil. And, like, how and much could it... it's a motorbike. Motorbikes how much inherently could it burn oil? possibly burn? It's a 2018. Is you it know a, what I mean? Like, how much could it burn? Is it a Toyota? <laughs> Apparently a lot. No, it's a Suzuki, though, which is, like... Uh, in my opinion, like equal uh, level, equal level almost. You know? Oh, wouldn't Yamaha be the equal? Anyway, I, what do I know? I'm don't even. I don't care. <laughs> there some even like don't way, 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 way back in the day, in my Pinto, I was like, uh, I always knew when it needed oil because the yo. fuel economy was so bad. <laughs> Dude, that'd be, like, my, that, could, that'd be my 3TC. I'd be like, yo, yeah, I got like I could really watch poor the fuel, fuel gauge go down on my yeah. drive. And I'm like, man, yeah. this thing's fucked. And then I check the oil yeah. and it's like down like a liter and a half. Like, you know, and this is like a 1976 right. boat anchor shit. Or when engine. you like rip it around a corner and the like fuel light like fades <laughs> on. You're like, oh, okay. The oil light, you mean the oil light. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the oil light comes on slowly. That's yeah. how I found it in the truck. <laughs> I did a hard stop. The oil light yeah. flashed and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, no, actually the oil pressure because uh, as a gauge, it dropped. Yeah. And I was like, oh. what the fuck? Like, what was That's, that? Yeah, yeah. We've very far deviated from the original question, which is fine. Well, I, I feel Gerard, like halfway through the deviation, yeah. though, we camped we out on a comment that said, I love when you guys deviate. So, Yeah, yeah, that is good. <laughs> but but it stands in contradiction to everything Adderall Gerard laid out for me. No, uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Gerard, to go back before the point of this was to check your oil. I don't think hey, everybody listening right now, off. pull over and just check your oil. Check your check your oil. Or you, if you have never BMW, know. hit that uh, just put oil in it two or three times. No, no, no. Because it's it's so easy in the BMW, you hit three until the sensor taps. goes out, which is I mean, apparently so very common. If you have a BMW, like just bucks. pull over and put oil in it. Yeah, basically. It's already leaking. We know it. Yeah, I think that it is hard. People building stuff have their own challenges. I beg your pardon? Yeah, what did I say? Oh, we're back to how is it harder, easy to build a car these days? With yeah, well, oil. I don't want to keep talking about how to change your oil. I don't know. Unless you want this to be the oil. When was the last time you changed your oil, Ryan? Yeah, when was the last time you changed your oil? How many times have you changed your own oil? A bunch. I'm from the prairies. Yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about that. Who likes changing oil? I fucking hate it. If I could pay Not somebody me. to do it, I would. I don't but I do can't, it here now. it's going to screw your car up. Just screw my car up. I pay people here to do it. I mean, Did also, though, well? if you screw your car up, though, like, you're probably getting a brand new motor from Nissan, which is, like, you're oh. better off anyway. Me? Or whatever, or yeah. They. You. Oh, like, if I pay Nissan to change my oil? No, or you pay Jiffy Lube to change the oil on your QX. Uh, 
like I don't know. if they I'd like leave not the, go if, through that but you know what I mean? if you leave if they leave the drain plug out you know like yeah you get a new engine yeah you should be praying for that no 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 fucking, you know how much hassle that'd be you know how much downtime you know how many fucking phone calls you'd have to make fucking you email. have 80 cars it would be fine I new gerard know. this harpoon version of you <laughs> could handle it no problem <laughs> I feel like you just go down there and cause a scene, call up some sort of investigative journalist. Yeah, you know. I worked with a guy, the oil change place fucked up his engine. Yeah, I just went to insurance and their insurance had to cover. They ended up writing his car off because it was so shitty. But like, (laughs) you know. It's happened, you know. You go to an oil change and your car gets ridden When it starts knocking, I'll put a bunch of shitty oil in it, take it to Jiffy Lube, be like, hey, I need an oil change. And then... Hopefully they fuck it up. <laughs> no, you need it to be like, I left and there was no oil on the car. But you got to be able to prove that, right? Like, I just left and there's no oil on the car. Do we really want a whole episode about changing oil? You want to ask hey, me man. about when I it's changed a, oil? How, how many people have sucked the oil out of the fucking... How many people have never done that? I always want to get try some it. oil change. <laughs> what if, like, the, you... Know, you I'd rather suck a dick than change my own oil, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't and on that fact, why are JT oil filters so shitty? <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Who hates changing JT oil filters? <laughs> I mean, it's not that Anyways, bad. Anyways, okay, let's 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 go. So uh information today, building a car. If you can't build a car with today's information it would be hard. You kind of fucking suck. Yeah, I mean, what is a trusted source? There is no, I don't even know what a trusted source looks like right now. Well, I'll tell you I what. Like I mean, I would be right like, now. Gerard is a trusted source. Actually, you and Kevin are both trusted sources. And Kevin just finished saying he would perform fellatio for free oil changes. So <laughs> well, I don't know what to believe. I don't know. Up is down. Down is up. Left <laughs> is right. Cats well, and dogs living together in perfect harmony. Uh, I do spend some time on the forums in uh, or they're not called forums sorry in the groups uh jzx is whatever it may be and i do my best to provide information when there is misinformation being sort of um, broadcasted or distributed there is always some sort of let's maybe say less informed answers uh and i always do my due diligence to provide my knowledge if that's that's yeah i see when you do it i get updated when you do it and let me tell you the 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 other side of that is that there's somebody else that is like bizarro you not actually bizarro you but they also feel like i've done my due diligence and i've never heard of this guy and i'm going to go up against him and i'm going to give this person they feel just as adamant about the wrong information yeah, and it's stronger than us about the bad information I'm about to give you. And they're shouting, who the fuck is you? Now, the only reason I think this actually works for you, Gerard, is because more often than not, a lot of people come in and be like, oh, that's Gerard. He knows what he's talking about. Like, well, I mean, I've seen the ones where people do that. They're like, oh, the guy... Gerard spoken. Gerard he just knows. Gerard like a paragraph of knowledge that like... Yeah. Is like... Has like a tinge of like 
arrogance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, you can believe whatever you want, but this is what I'm going to tell you. And this yeah, is yeah. the truth. And here it is, you know? Well, also the thing is too, is in my, in my, I guess in my world, when I sort of look for information or look for trusted sources, if you will, you just look at what they've done. Like if you, you know, if some guy's giving you a bunch of information on the fucking, on Facebook, you know, go to his profile, go to his whatever. Like, does he build cars? Does he do this for a living? Does he, does he know about suspension? Does he have any experience? Like, I mean, shoot, we've been doing this for like damn near two decades. You know, I've built countless cars. You know, I drive the same cars every day or not quite every single day, but like for the most part, you, you drive your car all the way across the country. You drift your car nonstop. Like, I think we know a thing or two. I think we have some, some expertise in the area. So it's like, you can listen to us or you cannot listen to us. But like, probably if you don't know a whole lot, I would listen to the people that are sort of doing the thing. It's like, you know, you're going to look at, you, you're going to listen to an engine builder that's like, has an engine, like has a machine shop and has a reputation building racing engines that win races. Or are you going to listen to some fucking dopey idiot on the internet telling you that like ring filing is bullshit or like you should, you know, this head gasket works on that. Cause like I did it in my garage and it works fine. And he literally just finished assembling that engine has never even driven it, but it's, he knows everything. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not like that. I get it. I'm just going to do a little quick assessment here for you though. I just went and looked at Facebook profile page. Mine? And uh, yeah, I was like, if I didn't know Gerard, be like, well, this guy fucking drifts a 161 and it looks dope. That's a great, you know, there's a photo. And then he's a family man, just, loves to wear, wear a white tee, loves a white <laughs> tee, loves, loves his wife. He's got this fucking guy drinking a beer in his profile photo who tags him in a bunch of shit. Who is that? Loves his staff. Me. It's me. I take you. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Like, if I go down your page on it, and I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to be shit, but, like, if I were to look, if I didn't know Gerard was Serial 9, if I didn't, like, then actually click on. But it says right there, I own this shit. Yeah, but if I don't know anything. I own this shit. I used to say that. It says works at, buddy, you somebody's in charge. But I'm just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, wow, go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. No, I'm just saying, like, you would have to do more than one, one to two clicks to really figure it out, right? Like, you would then have to watch. Like a real family man. Yeah, this guy loves his family. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna paint you a picture. I don't know you. I'm clicking on this thing. It's like, man, this guy fucking lived, and now he loves his family and his glory days, and he's just going on the internet. Fucking telling people how to do the things that he's not doing anymore. Hey, I know that's it. not the case. Check it now. If it says own, refresh it. <laughs> oh, now you just refresh your now. profile photo or your uh, no. It says photo? owner of Serial Nine Manufacturing Corporate, builder of sick cars. <laughs> Where? I'll put a oh. creditable resource. <laughs> Where yeah, are you putting put put it? Put a, put oh, intro. Oh, you put an intro. I still just see works at Serial 9. I didn't even, I didn't even read the intro because I'm looking for all the easy picks. Anyway, there. I oh, this, get it. This is Builder of Sick Cars, very credible resource. <laughs> Share now. Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Did you great. see it, though, right now? See if it works. Now I can. I wasn't reading the intro before. <laughs> well, it wasn't there before. There was no intro before. Okay. All I didn't right. Know you could put great. That. 
Okay, so now I got to go <laughs> click on what serial. Now, say I'm a noob and I don't know what serial nine is. Now I got to go, but that's not a clickable link. The other one is. Okay, so I go to serial nine. Now I go there. Oh, they have parts. And because I'm illiterate, I think this guy just works there. He works there, and that's a selling point. But About. we both all know that the internet doesn't work that way, and people just argue with each other on forums. So the Good original point is, is that I think it is still tricky. Like <clears throat> things are still hard for people. They're just not the same like struggles that probably we came up against and then what the generation before it came up against. Even if you go back to media, like looking at car photography from the seventies and eighties and even the early, like the nineties, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to shoot on film all, all the time. Like the way that people shoot now isn't really conducive to that. So, you know, uh, there's make things get easier, but then now the pool for people that do it is way bigger. So the, to get noticed is way harder, but anyway, so yeah, I, very I mean, that's, that's definitely, uh, yeah, that's definitely a uh, truth. I feel like, yeah, you could, it's like they, they give you, there is so much information available that like you could literally build any style of car easily, but somehow people still manage to fuck it up. I, I mean, I feel right. like the, I feel like the other thing is, is like, take cars out of the equation just like misinformation is prevalent like yeah 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 yeah. you know what i mean how many times how many times do you do you read like hey what oil do i put in my na2j before you're like put fucking coconut oil in there man like i don't fucking know like who cares like shut up like you can't figure this out yourself like and now you're part of the misinformation you know what i mean yeah i mean the world itself I, I think we've talked about this and maybe never on the podcast and that's fine, but I, I'll, I'll say it. There was a point probably like two years ago where I was just like, I don't even know what truth means anymore. And uh, without diving into it too deep, Gerard, you and I are two grown, literate people who can think critically, but have very different opinions on a lot of different things outside I mean, of cars we should, and we, we have should, different we, i should stop you right there and uh and sort of touch on that yeah you're not you you're said. not grown <laughs> Ryan, I mean, you're illiterate. the problem is listen listen no this is actually this is actually i think a really good point the problem isn't the information the problem isn't the misinformation the problem is the person behind the screen or the whatever phone who can't critically think so maybe step one to building a car is don't be an idiot. Like figure out, figure out what's right, figure out what's wrong, figure out how to critically think. Like, does this, do, should you listen to this guy? Should you not listen to this guy? What do I want out of this car build? Like, how do I want my car to, to look? How do I want my car to drive? Like, you know, it's a very toxic place. All these sort of like groups and stuff and the more people that come in and it's it's honestly pretty brutal this whole like elitist attitude that like people sort of adapt once they you know there's always like like you said the big dick swingers when they you know they've figured out what oil to run you know they bought the jzx they have coilovers now maybe a two-way and they've hit two (laughs) drift events you know and now they're fucking experts and now they can talk shit to the GX guy. Now they can talk shit to the new JZX owner that doesn't know what LSD to buy. You know what I mean? 
And then, right. and then once that new guy figures out the shit and then guy a is now he's got arrow and he's got paint and he's got a, you know, turbo upgrade. He's, he's dicks bigger. He's swinging bigger and he could talk more shit, you know? And it's like, yeah, but now there's that guy's, you know, now there's a guy who's built like three cars and he's been in it mm-hmm. for so long where he just like, can we bother to like type anything out on the internet? And right. Like that's the guy who actually knows, you know? And that's, but see, the, that's the thing. That, I know, and it, that, it is the problem. You're not helping. That is a problem too, continue. right? I know, I know. That like, and that's that's me. You know? Yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's why like you're always like, oh, you're always like talking on the internet and stuff. It's like, I feel like it's our duty, man. Like, if 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 we're not gonna do, who the fuck is? The wrong the person. Yeah, there's gonna be a whole. There's just gonna be a whole generation <laughs> of people well. that sort of don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think the other struggle, the not the other struggle, the other part of that. To be fair, is that every other? It's like every generation, especially in the car world, is like shitty to the one coming up. And so when the one coming up figures out their shit, as soon as they see the new guy, they're like, "I'm gonna be a bit shitty to them." And now those people could write it off as like that's how you earn your like earn your place, or you know, like you gotta you gotta start somewhere, and we're gonna shit on you a little bit, and it'll make you tougher in the long run. And maybe that's true. I don't know, but yeah, there's definitely like probably a bit of a cycle of of car guys being like, well, people were shitty to me, so I'm going to be shitty to the ones that don't know because now I do know, and that's how we treat people that don't know things. And I mean, yeah, maybe exactly. that's the struggle too, is maybe all those people, including kind of what Kevin said, is they want the fucking noobs to struggle a bit to to sort of get to where they're supposed to be. Or like, remember like JZX was the worst for that. They're like, oh, like, yeah, you don't know anything. Really like, cool. we're just going to berate you and treat like absolute garbage until like. Until you leave. Either, right. Yeah. Until you either leave or like sort of figure it out. Something that's relevant. Well, remember the, the other one was like, like, was like Cressida.net. And that was just literally like oh, do- doilies and what oil do i put in so bad (laughs) yeah but the thing the thing that always struck me as sort of really idiotic about jzx project was like there were all these guys that like thought they were the you know the kings of cressidas but only like four of them have ever done anything cool you know what i mean (laughs) it was just a bunch of like circle jerkers and then you know brian who started it he you know did the one he was the first to do a jay-z swap and then there was like a mean who was drifting there was me there was you there was like probably that oreo freak guy there was probably like maybe maybe five to ten relevant people and a whole bunch of like tire biters and i mean that's really right. the same thing as all the forums right or what i don't know i keep saying forums but you know what i mean the groups there's a forums lot of are dead. Like, i was gonna say I, they were forums though those were forums but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. those were forums these are the, what i'm talking about is groups sorry my bad so the answer to what car you would know or runner thanks for the uh yeah. the question the segue question uh we didn't answer yeah. oh, but i mean yeah. that's the thing is even before i had zero nine i just had all these fucked up cars i had the cortina i had the pinto i had the capri i had uh what the fuck i had the volvo i had the civic like a you know 400 something horse turbo civic the, you know aero defi gauges carbon fiber I I I I, th- I kind of feel like I thought about this the other day. Sorry to cut you off, but I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I would just have one car, and it would just be like an all-around overall, less modified, but probably super clean, very nice car. You know, I can't I can't see that. No, like, no. no. Ah, 
That's just not the kind of person you are, I don't think, man. You'd still yeah, have just like a bunch of shitty cars. But if I if I if I didn't have if I didn't have the shop though, I couldn't have five projects. I would have you to didn't have, have cars. okay, but you might have two or three. But even before you had the shop, you had like this AE and that AE. Yeah, but I lived at home, AE so there was like you know, I lived at home, so I had like a garage and a side yard and a backyard and a yeah, exactly right. a driveway and you know what I mean like I live oh, in a one bedroom apartment I have to park my like I'd have to park two cars or three cars or four cars insured out on the street you know like hey, yeah so I feel like that would just translate into having one car? more nice car one nice car or what is the most amount of cars you've ever owned at a time probably like seven or me uh, both, both of, of you us, both for sure but like yeah i don't know oh i don't know man i fuck i mean just recently two bmws yeah two bmws the two drop. nissans two nissans Xterra. you don't drive the nissan you do drive d35 <laughs> the blit the 100 and the other 100 did you ever own no i never had the two 100s and the two BMWs. and the two so BMWs. I had seven seven cars seven cars and the motorcycle <laughs> motorcycle so I mean, I yeah. Guess so you count. Kevin's got a motorcycle, a scooter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a Dyna. The Echo is out there still, or is Echo's gone? gone. Yeah. Like three crowns from when it came. The one of the crowns can't be insured. So I didn't car. even count that one. Oh, did I? Yeah, I did. That. Well, that's sorry, three. Yeah. Crowns. Yeah. Sorry. Two crowns. <laughs> one in transit. Yeah. Pink car. Track. Uh, well, I said Dyna. Yeah. That's... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot of cars. That's why we've talked if, about this before. Well, it's funny because it's and like, yeah, I I feel like I've yeah, owned there's... more cars at one time than like my sister's owned in her life. Or that like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Which right. is a funny thing I've between car people and, and non-car people. It's always a joke. Where, yeah. yeah it's just like I've like... owned like 50 cars or something or like more. I don't, I have no, like, I don't even know at this point, you know? I'm pretty good. I could tell you all the cars that I've owned. And but it's funny, even you as like I guess a car guy, but not a totally car guy. You've had okay. two or three cars at one time. No, I've I just never mean, had more like than building cars. cars. No. You have three right I now. Yeah, the yeah the Aristo and no, the Forerunner and the Prius. Uh, yeah, yeah, so but three I cars at one time. Forerunner. Yeah, yeah so what I'm saying is at one time had. you yourself have had yeah. three cars. It's not common for people to have three cars. No, I know. Even in Regina, I had. At one point, I had a 180. I feel like maybe it's more Avalon. common there where you're going to have like a specific winter car. Yeah, I had a 180, the Avalon, and then a Datsun D210 that's out of my parents' Ooh, driveway. You had a D210? Yes, Gerard. What fucking year? As a part time car guy. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what, when did we you call them cars? tourists? Yeah, as a tourist, I had a B210 that I fiddled around with but never really had anything what year was happen that? with it. I don't know, like a seventy something. Yo, that's sick. Those are dope. Was it the square front end one or like the earlier one? Oh, like, like, like the rubber ugly bumpers. Uh, honestly, I don't even remember Datsun B210. It was a coupe. It wasn't a that's hatch. <laughs> Jesus, it's probably like a 1976. Oh, that's All right. Sick. Yeah, I got it for free, uh, and like it was the. And it's funny, then I just gave it to another friend because I got it for free. But, like, I just never got it to, a, like, a point. The 
floorboard like was it was like Flintstone style, like you could put your mm-hmm. feet through it, so that <laughs> needed to be fixed. It was an auto. Uh, the fuel lines needed to be run. It needed carbs. I bought carbs and I put them on. Like yeah, you could like just straight pour gasoline into the car, but the fuel pump wasn't pulling or whatever. It was I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I didn't really like try That's too a hard. Pretty with involved it. car for a part-time car guy. Well, you call me a part-time car guy, and I'm. T- I didn't call you a you. part-time car guy. I was just like, like it's not. I just it. meant like you're not building cars like Kevin and I. You, you're into yeah. cars and you have cars, but like, it's all different types of car guys, you know. Yeah, I will nine, say there's nine types. Nine there, there's nine <laughs> types. Check that episode. It's yeah, one of our highest rightest episodes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is funny because having this conversation, uh, I was thinking today. I don't know if this will go anywhere, but I'll I'll say it anyway, and you can figure it out. It's funny because like Moon Eyes as a brand. Oh, I know why I was thinking it. I was edited in the video and like Gerard's amped on Moon Eyes. I like Moon Eyes. Kevin likes Moon Eyes. I was watching a donut video. Like one of the guys at Donut is wearing Moon Eyes. And you go to a drift event, people are wearing it. And I just thought it was like such a funny thing that like it's the hot rod culture of what that is. And I know it has ties to Japan, has like kind of wound its way into our kind of car scene. And then I was just mm-hmm. thinking, it was like, is that just because like we've gotten older, and then now every we just see everything as hot rods? Like before, there was that thing where it was like, oh fuck you, ricers! Like the old guys used to say that to us, <clears throat> but now we're just the old guys, and we can be like, yeah, it's kind of like hot rod culture. And I mean, honestly, we've made a a pretty strong argument over the last few podcasts for how import car culture has like slowly turned into hot rod culture like or like all encompassing i guess not that it's exactly the same but like there's kind of an un- an umbrella term there or like you mean how it's like pop culture yeah we can like a little bit i don't know this is very hard to explain the fact that we've gotten old enough and refined our taste enough and think about it that we can <clears throat> lump moon eyes in to still apply to our scene because there are ties to it and we can all draw it back it's i feel like uh, i thought moon eyes was cool before i thought drifting was cool though okay i'm saying as a whole though like like i said i was watching donut mania and i'm not saying like you kevin i'm just saying like as a scene yeah. if i go to a drift event now i see more moon eyes stuff now than i did in the past yeah you know? like when i I says you know. we're pushing that cart, buddy. It's all because of us. <laughs> it's you out there wearing the moon eyes flannel nonstop. Can't get enough of the moon eyes flannel. I do love moon eyes. Fucking dude, best, I'm gonna build. But... I want you like you're gonna have a moon eyes casket if I'm still alive. <laughs> you know why? You know and, I'm going first. And Jody isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's not a Kevin's in charge. Yeah, if I'm in charge Kevin. of your funeral, yeah, you get into Moon Eyes casket. Mm. It'll be the two big eyes, you know? Yeah, well, like we talked to Buddy out at Villains and he was wearing the faction t shirt. Yeah. And the Moon Eyes hat, you know, like when we were in Arizona, we talked to people and I was like, oh, I was like, yo, I like your shirt. And the dude was like, yeah, I got in Japan. I was like, that's, that's a flex. 
that I yeah. didn't ask for. <laughs> but on the other side of this, I've been harping on it a lot, and I know, and I'm not going to do it anymore. But I messaged Kevin yesterday to be like, "Yo, the barista at the hipster cafe I'm at is wearing an R34 T-shirt," and I'm not doing that. I'm being like, "Oh, what's like the the hot rod esque thing that I can like attach to?" I guess I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So maybe I feel yeah. like, okay, okay now now so now we shifted I, to moon eyes. No no now I feel at the very end there I feel what you were saying Ryan. And now I yeah. get it. Cuz now hey, it's like wh- okay if I, I ha- if I have the Zoomies R34 shirt on that doesn't denote that I am into cars really. That just denotes that That's right. I'm into fast fashion. But if you have the moon eyes shirt on that perhaps it's like it is acceptable car culture wear, but only for mm-hmm. people who are actually perhaps into car culture. Ah. Whereas the like yeah. the stuff that you could get at Zoomies, it's like, oh, my aunt bought this for me or like, oh, yeah. like, you know. Right. Or I don't know. But it's, it's I bought it, it at Forever 21 because that's what they had this fall for T-shirts. And then. As, and that is what it is. There's like a lineage of car culture tied to it for a long time. Maybe that's exactly what it is. It's, it's like pre-existing, a man. It it, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it it predates drifting. It predates import cars. It predates anything. And it almost like predates hot rod. I mean, it doesn't predate yeah. hot rod because, but well, it like it's it's from like you know after World War II when they're running like the bombs as fucking top speed cars at Bonneville. It's, yeah, it's kind of like. In my world, it's like you want to be into a brand. Like a lot of people are, want to be into brands. And like some people like, you know, there's Carhartt and fucking Doc Martens and like a lot of old brands and shit, right? Right. But like this brand has been associated with cars and car culture since inception. In fact, probably is born out of cars and car culture. Mm-hmm. And somehow once it got attached to Japan, whenever the fuck that yeah. was, it then became mainstream attachment for import cars, for drifting car, like for people that are into Japanese cars. Like if there was no connection of Japan and Moon Eyes, I think it would be a bit less cool. I agree. I agree. Totally. I do agree. That's the thing. I like, like how our that... I like how our podcast has now shifted to like <laughs> like oh, the relevance of Moon Eyes. In, no, I mean that's what it, I mean. That's I kind of the too. It's, yeah, it's the sickness of it. It's just an ever flowing snake. Yeah. <laughs> because Cedric, the, one of our former guests, was like, yeah. "Hey, would you like Moon Eyes if it wasn't tied to Japan?" And I had to be like, "Huh?" Hmm. Oh, he said that. And oh, that's I, a great. Yeah, question. and I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Actually, probably not." There's other american car brands you can wear but the fact moon eyes has ties to japan it's yeah it's so yeah it's so interesting i i almost feel like one of like yeah like i feel like the japanese person who bought moon eyes like realized the the importance and the essence and the coolness of moon eyes because it's like i i don't i feel like moon eyes is a little bit more brand heavy and selling their name on stuff now but I don't. I mean, they still have parts, but yeah. No, no, totally. They still. That's mm-hmm. I mean. They still do all the spun aluminum fuel tanks. They do gas pedals. They do, um, 
the moon discs they do they you know they do all sorts of shit um but yeah, but yeah, i mean who's buying that shit you know what i mean uh, I mean, hot, hot, hot rod yeah you know eric eric's buying a moon ice steering wheel for his impala how many Dude, how I, many flannel fucking shirts do they sell for one steering wheel okay yes okay. <laughs> you and i both know that that's what the that's what they're making these days yes it? no i i agree but it's like i think they were already making that stuff before a little bit and it's like i don't really think too many other american car brands like edelbrock doesn't have a fucking line of cool merchandise they might also because edelbrock's not cool that's what i mean yeah and that's what i mean and it's like did did, did the japanese brand buy them and make them cool no the japanese brand bought them because they were cool to be fair it says that this happened in 1987 so like the run-up time for moon eyes to get to this point it's yep. still like pretty and you know like they're doing yeah, that means my, my entire like you know one year out of my entire life were they u.s owned so like yeah basically everything i've known about them has been under japanese ownership yeah it is wild i mean they do the collaborations with vans every year for the for the hot rod show in japan uh they do the loser machine collaboration so yeah well, like, one thing i will say is i think like maybe that has a huge thing to do with how they're culturally perceived it's like if you're doing collaborations with like somewhat perceived like popular yet underground clothing or shoe brands or skate companies or you know yeah yeah then then it's, it's like having a guest on your podcast it's like oh like I, who's moon yeah. but like i love vans so now I'm going to buy this Moon Eyes Vans collabo, you know? And yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you have another customer or another person who eventually might become uh, like a, a zombie to your brand, you know? Yeah, that's and me. I'm the zombies. zombie to the brand. Well, I'm a brand zombie. I mean, zombie. that's... Toyota. That is a what brand are you a zombie to? Me? Toyota? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. That's, uh, yeah. that sort of works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you I'm... mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I just spent like a weird. I thought we were talking like clothing and fashion. And oh stuff. yeah, I fully only like I choose certain brands and then I attach myself to them. Like they they go through a stringent test and yeah. then they and then I what like, is the perfect. test? <laughs> it's not test actually a stringent to, test. To, what was that a uh, denim brand that you would buy suits from? Welcome, which isn't even like denim. They're like a surfer brand. Okay, so what test did they pass? Think, well, I want to know this well, test. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's think about that. So 20-year-old Ryan. Question. Yeah, 20-year-old Ryan, I think, you know, probably in high school. I For sure, in high school, I shopped at, like, fucking American Eagle or The Gap. You know, whatever you could get in Regina. Did you have a Randy Sketch, River? Oh, we had a Yo, Randy, Randy River pass. Randy so old school, eh? That's so yeah. crazy, dude. I bet Randy you like River. 90% of our risk listeners have no idea what Randy River is. Of course they don't. They changed it to like R2 and then they changed it to something else. There oh, was R2. thrifties. I forgot about that. There <laughs> was stitches. Like and like stitches was just like now that I'm an adult, I realize stitches was just like. I feel like knocking stitches was off. sketchers for clothing. A, a little bit, but I think they were like they were knocking off. Kind of like more urban brands, I think I realized after, <laughs> which is very funny. But listen, sorry, I met some people that worked at a, a snowboard shop through mutual friends. I became friends with them. They would hook me up with deals. So I would go in and I would buy 
certain brands that they recommended because they knew about stuff. They were in the know of that scene and they, and I trusted them. So to tie it back to the episode, just so we know they were accredited, like my friend Gerard, who's recently <laughs> updated his Facebook profile. Uh, very accredited. Very <laughs> accredited. Uh, snowboarders in Saskatchewan. No, and and so I started buying those things, and I really liked it. And you know what? People were nicer to me when I had those clothes. Oh, people, right. people were nicer, said nicer. to you. Let's people, talk about that. Oh, do clothes make good. the man? A little bit, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's anyway, so dumb continue. to say I wasn't trying don't. to like ruin yeah, yeah. your story. No, no. I, uh, no, I, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you wear that. Uh, I saw a meme once where it was like, if you ever compliment like a white male in his late 20s on anything, he'll just buy all of that and wear it for the rest Forever, of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that flannel looks nice. And it's like all of a sudden all you do is wear flannel. Uh, and you make that your personality? Is that you? Or? Yeah, so I think uh, <laughs> probably a little bit, yeah. I mean, I don't wear as much flannel as I used to. But yeah, I don't know. I started, you start realizing that you can spend a little bit more money and get something that's a little bit better made, maybe something that fits a bit better. Not the, like it's crazy, like Gerard's fucking crazy raw denim stories or whatever <laughs> he was. I am a loyalist to things. So if something treats me well i will uh i will be dedicated to that thing so yeah i still wear vulcan jeans which is hilarious but i like know what cut i wear i know what size they are i tried on some different pants just a few days ago and i'm like ah uh-uh, not for me just vulcan <laughs> jeans uh and yeah so the test is always like kind of if you're going to wear something, it's going to say something about you. Even if it doesn't, even if you don't intend it to, that yeah. says something about you. We make choices of how we spend our money and how we spend our money says something about you. That's just how our society works. If that wasn't the case, we would all listen to Tyler Durden in Fight Club and just wear leather pants because they would last us forever. But that's mm-hmm. not what we do. We buy things to project an image of who we are or who we want to be. And so the Moon Eye stuff is exactly what you're saying. It's been around car culture, has ties to Japan. So I probably wear it because I've been around car culture for a very long time. And I like Japanese car culture. So that's that's my stringent long story test, Kevin. I mean, honestly, there are so many things that say so many, so much shit about you that we could just keep going on that. Yeah, I mean, I feel right. like I've talked about it before where, like, I'd get out of the echo and I'd just feel like a piece of shit. And, like, it's like no matter how nice how nice your clothes were or whatever, you just feel like a piece of shit. I like swear to God, I almost <laughs> got into an other altercation in the Prius this weekend. With, a, with an echo? No, with a Nissan, uh, I was in the Prius and I, a dude in a Nissan pickup truck was honking at me for no reason. Typical and then I parked driver. and I got out and I was like, I could jaywalk or I could walk up to the light. And I walked up to the light. And as I was walking up to the light, the guy was rolling down his window because he had already honked and made angry hand gestures at me. And I was like, yeah. fuck, I guess I got to argue with this guy. And well, then the light you're just changed. Like, now you're just walking. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have fucking weird... Uh, I- I'm going to get hurt eventually because I'm going to have to fight someone. But anyway, the light changed and he had to drive away. But I was just... Again, I can't stress enough. 
You drive a Prius and people are shitty to you. Anyway. Uh, so I used to really like this jean brand so i used to shop at this store called magnet yo and then like people normal people started showing up in diesel shirts and i was no, no, like no. Okay, okay this is this isn't for me anymore you know like no no, no. The okay, so there's a brand. discovered diesel and they like diluted the diesel brand and now they're selling no, no, it was this was this was even before that so they used to shop at this <laughs> store called magnet whatever and they had these jeans called gerbeau so they had these gerbeau jeans it's marit francois gerbeau and anyways it was they had these jeans that copied them so their sort of signature thing was on the they almost had like two waistlines and then halfway down the crotch it had a little tag that said your bow um if you you might actually know this ryan in a lot of old rap videos they talk about your bow jeans uh mm-hmm. it's pretty funny and so i kind of like it they sort of fell off the planet um but recently i saw like an ad for them and i was like oh what the fuck like your bows i remember those like i had like three, four pairs. I thought they were really cool. And they had like all these like really weird fucked up styles. The pockets were sort of, so in the second like line. I'm oh, you sent this. me this. Yeah, I sent you this. Anyway, so then they had sort of like the second line and the pockets were part of it. And then they had the like little fucking, you know, like label on like right where your dick is. Basically, they had a little, it says your bow. Um, but a, a cheap brand copied these. They were called request jeans back in the day but anyway so the, the whole point of the story was i didn't know that they were like a big thing but recently uh yeah on instagram i saw that dude that like collects like vintage like fashion wear or whatever and he had those crazy gerbo jeans or pants and then he's like oh these are vintage runway gerbos i was like what the fuck yeah they're like super expensive and then they had all those crazy styles anyways they they got really big and then they went broke and they closed down and now it's like some weird Korean fucking company. Hmm. <laughs> it's like only sold in Korea or some shit. So that it's is just kind funny. of a, a story of a lot of like fashion boutique things where it's yeah. like they, uh, I can't remember. I read the whole story, but I can't remember why, but they totally just like absolutely went fucking broke, but they got huge. They were like a million, like, you know, 10, $20 million a year fucking business or some shit like that back in the like the 90s and maybe even 2000 then they just absolutely probably fucking... the same thing that happened to von yeah von Dutch, Dutch. everyone von Dutch was fucking huge like everybody yeah had i watched Dude, i feel like that was like juicy couture times or whatever you know yes yeah but so the crazy thing was von Dutch was actually cool but like it was so popular with douchebags that it became so uncool you know what i mean well that's what they said. They diluted the brand too much, and yeah. then they brought oh, in yeah. uh, they brought in the Ed Hardy guy, the Christian blah blah blah. Yeah, and then yeah. he diluted it because it was like sell to everything and everyone. There's a whole documentary about it, and there's a lot of shit behind the scenes with Von Dutch. All right, now we're just gonna play the documentary, guys. I yeah. hope you enjoy yeah, this. Anyway. The, the next two and a half hours, <laughs> just listen in, and we're gonna play that documentary now. It's a series. <laughs> we'll act it out. We'll do a radio, oh, an old right? time oh. radio show. Yeah. Oh, the humanity! We'll, we'll do uh, War of the Worlds. Do you know? Yeah. Anyway. Orson Welles. Okay. Yeah, there you go, Kevin. All right. So I feel like I was doing fashion. even old. I feel like I was doing some even older ass shit than Orson Welles. Yeah, like, oh, the humanity? Like when the fucking Hindenburg crashed? Oh, but that's not a radio show. That's the news, Kevin. But that wasn't. <laughs> that was, yeah, and the only news was radio. News radio. News radio with Phil Hartman? All right. We're really fucking getting Joseph Joe Rogan. Rogan. Joseph Rogan. Yeah. Dave Foley. All right. Andy Dick. <laughs>
The girl from ER. Uh, John Lovitz. Man, we need to stop. Uh, okay. Yeah, you need to stop. I can't now. Hey, Gerard, how do you build a lowered car? In 10 steps or less. start that right now, are we? <laughs> Got him. I imagine, though, and I, I do think it's a great idea, and we'll do it. But I imagine if someone's gotten this far with us, they've already figured out. If someone's buying parts from you, I feel like they've kind of already figured out the majority of How the formula. How to build a lowered car? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes and no. I would. <clears throat> first of all, the... Let me the tell you the 10 sub- steps to why you're wrong. This sort of subject <laughs> isn't how to build a lowered car. It's how to build a functional, quote-unquote, stance car. Because and which one a lot of, of you is the expert? Cars, a lot of people me. have stance cars, and a lot of people have, like, whatever. Yeah, my, how my fenders are my, my fenders are always wrecked. Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> was this... Here's a, ooh, here's a question. Whoa. Are we going to talk about it? We're not going to talk about it. Sounds like we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, we're going to talk, it it? talk about it. No, because then we... We've already talked about a lot of shit on this podcast, and it's a bit of a mishmash. And I really would like to sort of keep those topic podcasts to a topic. And then maybe after we discuss the topic, we could have a bit of bullshit at the end. But, like, okay, I would like to maybe have a couple of sort of, what do you call it, regulated podcasts just to see Regulators! How they do. Yeah. Uh, um, regulation. You know that from Young Guns, right? All right. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm just telling you about pop culture now. Uh, who of you, the two of you, has had the stanciest car? Uh, I mean, it really depends. Kevin had the, like, the craziest cambered car. I had the, yeah, the most amount of camber, that would be me. But I'd say, like, the Blit is the stanciest car that Zero Minus had. Because hmm. the Blit wasn't all that low. You the Blit or the Celsius? Sorry, the Celsius. I'm sorry. I mean, the honestly, Celsius the blitz not that Freudian low. slip, motherfucker. No, joking. Go on. <laughs> I mean, the blitz lower than the Celsius, so. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's just inherent of the wheels and the things, though, because it's like the amount of like fender tuck was pretty similar, but then the yeah, Celsius was just on like really wide and large diameter wheels, thus like lifting the entire vehicle off the ground quite a bit yeah no, i'd say i'd say the blit personally double it dub, dub, dub. all right yeah one point gerard <laughs> we've always just after? had cars that are fitted a certain way you know what i mean and like i feel like maybe i got away with more for longer because i built it a certain way mm, like the okay, fenders well, then, on the then i disagree oh, i just mean the the fenders on the 161 were always perfect is what i'm saying now we're talking about they a different car like, yeah well i mean that car was uh, <laughs> definitely stanced you have, and to, I mean, you have honestly, to segue though, that you have to like tell people the listeners and the people you're talking to that we're now talking about a different subject yeah you're turning back into net gerard and not harpoon gerard you're talking about the subject without tiling yeah. anybody you're talking about a different uh, car you're like, oh, like the fenders, the fenders, the fenders. So, like, we think you're talking about the Blit fenders. You're talking about the Aristo fenders. So All there's right. no segue. But I just said the 161. Uh, he might have said that. Anyway, I, I said like the 161. Okay, sorry. Like 161. The Aristo, At the, the end Aristo. of, anyway, yeah. Just call it a right-hand G. Yeah, just call your GS, bitch. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, go I was on. saying, as far as the drift Harpoon. car goes, it was fairly fitted. It was very stats. And honestly, that car is lower than the Blit is. And the front fenders were fiberglass. And it never had, like, that fucking ugly-ass chunk out of them. So I feel like that's, like, one way that that car was a success. Like, to have a car that, that low, success. that fitted, that drift, like, it was used. It wasn't just, like, you know, a static car that drives down to the road to a fucking car meet with a bunch of guys jerking off. It was, like, you know, went to drift events Jesus. and drifting. And had fiberglass front and rear fenders, and all the fenders were always perfect. I mean, I didn't hit anybody. I'm just saying as far as the car itself driving and, you know, turning and all that shit. You would think that by now I should be able to have, like, <laughs> got that. But it's like, I, I don't really know. It's like, it always seems to compress more than you think it would on the bump stop or whatever it is. Or, like, maybe, you know, the tire is bigger than you thought it would I be. Mean, that, or that's... Yeah, that's I precisely why I don't like the Blit right now because it does rub. I don't like when my fenders rub the fucking tires. I hate that shit. But I mean, we are already talking about the subject, so like, either we stop talking about it or we fucking dive right in. I thought we were talking. You want to fucking dive in? I thought we were answering a want... question from a viewer, weren't we? Yeah, uh, I would probably go back in time and buy a bunch of Supras. You know. <laughs> 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 I, I genuinely well, I thought there was like a question. Of, I, th- I genuinely thought there was a question within the last like three minutes like or something who, that was about who had the stanciest car. Yeah, but that was, I that was, that was uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm okay. somebody because Ryan's trying to get us to talk you. about the fucking episode when we're not wanting to talk about the episode. Oh man, <laughs> you know what it's like. I love that I get to be a Gerard and you get to be me right now. Is what I really like about this. <laughs> Role reversal. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Okay. So if I had to have a car, and you and didn't, didn't own serial nine, but okay, before I and you could start nine, over. I had an X. No, you've already said this. Yeah. No, you've already said it. It's yeah. I mean, and it's a take hand. Yeah. And you're not going back in time. It's not. Yeah. We have. If I could, if I could go back in time. That's not. I, yeah. Okay. I'd be a luchador. What would I even be doing? And I travel from town to town on tour bus and have no use for a car. That's what you would do? Yeah, I want to be a luchador. That'd be sick. I used to love asking people if they could travel (laughs) back into time, what they would do. What time period they would go into? Yeah, and what they would do. Yeah. And my friend had the dumbest fucking answer. He's like, I'd go back to Victorian times and invent the fridge. And we're like, "Uh uh-huh. Do you know how a fridge... And he's like, do you know how a fridge works? And eventually he was like, no, but I could make food safe by like motivating people to understand by that telling, they needed to keep their telling people, people just, that, you need to keep it cold. Uh, which then we were like, you need to go back yeah, to like caveman times. <laughs> yeah. And then someone was like, I feel like the Romans understood that. So yeah. you just are saying you wanted to be a hype man for the fridge? He's like, I'd be famous. And then the answer was, do you know who invented the refrigerator? <laughs> and, and he's he like, didn't? no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he wouldn't be famous? My other friend's really religious. And he was like, I'd go back and meet Jesus. And we're like, you don't speak the language. You would be somebody's bitch so fast. <laughs> Jesus. That's- Sorry. I need to react like you react when Gerard said something that was like mildly, mildly uh, offensive. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. That's just what I do. It's a bit. 
Um, oh, it was um Gerard saying like, oh, you go to the car show and the people suck your cock for your load oh, car. Jerk off. They <laughs> yeah, jerk, jerk off. off. Yeah, like, suck, whatever, you know. It's just so oh, needlessly right, right. graphic is the problem. Because <laughs> as soon as you say that, I'm like, oh. Just because so you're imagining I, us jerking off, that's your own problem. Well, I don't think you two are there doing it. I mean, I, I mean that's what it sounds like. This seems like there's faceless <laughs> individuals there. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're lost in the sauce I, I just meant like you go to a car show there's not a whole lot happening besides guys circle jerking to each other's like whose car's more static or lower I like mean, I, car scraped all the way here bro like eh, like look at hilar- my wheel fitment eh, like hilariously i thought you were gonna re-explain it and use a different term like and they're like tire pumping. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, Gerard's gonna oh, like tire pumping. That's a good time. Use it, yeah. Like use a different metaphor for what's going on. And it's like, no, he just like explained what he was doing by using the exact same like words. Because I was about to be like, words matter, context matters, and you're like, oh yeah, they're still jerking off in your metaphor. <laughs> they're circle jerking. Now, which is even more I mean, graphic than the last time. I mean, that's really all that people do at car meets. You know what I mean? Like that's that's they get really excited to see cars. But the thing is, is you love that. You love when people are excited to see your car. Yeah, I mean, I circle jerk. I jerk off at car shows. Other people's cars. That's what we do at car shows. <laughs> okay, <laughs> isn't it? I get me personally. I get excited to see other people's cars. <laughs> you know those wheels you're trying to sell. My my MAEs? No, before the MAEs. Oh, yeah. Why are, you, yeah, yeah. why are you selling those? Because I need something new all the time. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, I want to drive my life. car and I want the power <laughs> to go to the ground. And I just I want a different look, man. All the things I said before the MAEs went on. Yeah, but the uh, MAEs are you're just a <laughs> You're just a car show guy, hey? Yeah. No, just that's wants, the point. He is just I, wants to I show up to a car show. No, and I want to go drifting. Dick. Yeah, I mean, sure. I want to the old circle jerk. I want to be able to take my car and fucking slide it around. And drive it properly. It's your own nine style. And yeah, like, like at this point, I don't have the Cresta built. I do have a fully capable drift car that I can drive at almost any time. I just need to make it less fucking stupid. So I figured if I make it sort of into a different look entirely, I can just drive it as it is. and. And you just put the other wheels you had on it that looked great back on it. No, it's not an option. Those wheels got to go. Move forward, Ryan. We always move forward. We do not move backwards. We move forwards. Always forward. Never yeah. relenting. Yeah. All right. Jesus Christ, Gerard. <laughs> You're great. Don't, don't ever change. I wanted to share this with you because I thought it was a great analogy that People gather from the podcast and then they meet you and you can take with it as you will. But I thought it was such a great way to explain you as a whole. Yeah. So we were drinking with Blaine and I was like, oh, you like got to hang out with Gerard in person. What was that like? And he said <laughs> exactly what you think it would be like. And then he said, Gerard is a type is the type of guy it's like he loves I, i'm gonna fuck this up so you're gonna have to take it with a grain of salt as a type of guy that likes gear like anything that you can be into that he can be more into than the other person 
seems like his type of thing. And then, you know, like if he can just go get the best thing to be better than you, he'll do that. Anything where he can have the best thing to be better than you. And I was like, ah, that's where I disagree with you. And he's like, oh, go on. And I said, no, Gerard wants the weirdest thing to be better than you. (laughs) And he was like, huh. I'm like, think about it. And then I said, like, I told Gerard I was medium into coffee, and Gerard sends me coffee shit all the time. And then you sent me the weirdest fucking espresso maker where it was like that hand lever thing. And you were like, that's, that's the one that's... that I would get. Yeah, it's fucking cool, but it's not normal. Like it's, like the most it's, ob- it's the most obscure. Yeah, it's uh, the most obscure. I mean, uh, that's really relative because, I mean, a lot of espresso makers, you know, they have they got the AeroPress. I feel like the AeroPress is the fucking craziest one. That's not an espresso maker, though. That's for poor. It, it is. It is. Aeropress is an espresso machine. Oh, or that's like, fun. Because it generates pressure. Like, I guess, I mean, I don't know what the technical term of espresso is, but I feel like it requires massive pressure. I thought you have to force. pack it into a puck, though, and stuff. Yeah, you no? pack it into a puck, and then which then requires, you know, I don't know how much air pressure. But it's. I think it's like the most peasant espresso maker you can buy and honestly like it's the weirdest thing because obviously when i was really into bmx not really but like the last time that i was most into bmx i remember showing up at the fucking bmx shop on like a saturday morning and there's of course like you know 18 year old bmx kid just rolled out of bed you know probably party last night whatever it was but like i remember him him one other guy and like his girlfriend or the other dude's girlfriend was there and the biggest deal to them that morning was to make coffee with this fucking AeroPress. And they had the bag and they pulled out the AeroPress. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? Like, that's the weirdest one. I've the seen lever you do that with coffee. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like when we went to Final Boat or what? Yeah. And I swear you had like coveralls on or like a apron. Yeah. Honestly, it's funny. I think back to making coffee on our way to Final Boat. And I was like under the trailer with the little fucking stove <laughs> and my my fucking mocha pot and all this shit. Yeah. Uh, Cuban, is it Cuban coffee or whatever? Or, uh, yeah. I don't know. Fucking I have no mixed clue. sugar up and shit. But yeah, it was crazy. And I would just make it for myself because nobody else drank coffee. Like, you made me a coffee. I swear, like, didn't don't you Carter so and Daryl both drink coffee? Yeah, I think I yeah, I think that's I'm the only one who doesn't point, drink coffee. It got to the point where I was making coffees for yeah, like Carter and I think you I were made, so you, yeah. excited. You were yeah, you did, and you were yeah, so you had to excited. grind it by hand. I had to grind it. Yeah, yeah, you did yeah, a whole yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But that is it. Also, the mocha pot, mocha, mocha, whatever. To yeah. a lot of coffee people, I know a coffee guy that's like, oh, I'm too intimidated to use that of all the things. It's oh, not really? that it's the most obscure, but that is a try. Like it's tested, it's true, it makes sense. But you, as a person, you are the. <laughs> what is the obscure thing that I can do to stunt on what, you? What kind of coffee would I have? <laughs> what kind of coffee person am I? Uh, probably, probably the like, like AeroPress. Like a K cup? No, yeah. no. Kevin would be a would be an AeroPress guy for sure. Kevin yeah. has nice things. But I, but I mean, hey, if like, I'm not into coffee at all, then maybe I wouldn't be into AeroPress. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's like, but if you, I thought the high, <laughs> go back to the question that started this whole podcast. If you could go back and start from the beginning and yeah. be a coffee guy and be into coffee, coffee with you and be into coffee, yeah. AeroPress is like uh, not the biggest level of investment. 
but yeah. still makes a good cup of coffee. It's and just a I bit of work. It's a bit of work, and that is Kevin. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. You know, and then Gerard is this fucking lever thing. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of work too, though. Yeah, it is a bit of work. And Gerard's life is a bit of work. You know, how do you make a blit look cool? How do you make a GX blit be cool? You know, it's a bit of work. How do you make an Aristo be cool? It's a bit of work. Gerard's, he's not shy of a bit of work, but it's got to be obscure uh, work. Do you know the, uh, there's a saying, I think it says, uh, uh, what is it? Something like in the face of adversity, when you emerge on the other side, you see you're like, true self or something like that and maybe that's all it is i just want to build these fucked up cars that are like super hard to build so that i can like be better oh <laughs> i was gonna that. say your motto should be work weirder not harder you know <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's pretty funny i feel like it's i great. i feel like i like to just work harder yeah yeah Kevin's, Kevin for uh... the longest time i was like just work harder Kevin i still feel i that. still feel like i feel that way <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're definitely uh, you definitely work a lot smarter than you used to. I remember thinking uh, like, what yeah. the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I think that's because when like that was then, I just didn't know what I was even doing. So it's like I could work really hard, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now yeah, at least I know is... what I'm doing. So when I know how to apply the hard work, at least a little bit, um, hopefully. That's a very important lesson: is like knowing what you're doing. Because yeah. I know a lot of people that are like, hey, if you work hard, everything will work out for you. And it's like, that is not That's true. Not true. No, no. It's yeah, totally I could. Not. And uh, my response is always like, hey, I could go out in the back and just start digging a hole and I could work really hard at digging a hole. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's going to work out for me. At the end of the day, I just end up with a giant hole. What does that I mean? I mean, if like, your goal you know? is to dig a hole, then yeah. Yeah, but I didn't say what my goal <laughs> my is. My goal is to dig a hole. <laughs> you know, and like I could dig a hole, but does that put money in my pocket? No, not necessarily. Does that? I mean, if you're being paid me? to dig a hole, yeah. Maybe, exactly. But I'm not. But I'm just out exactly. back working hard. Working hard, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So you got to, exactly. You got to figure out what, what you're getting paid for. And then work hard at that. Yeah. Although I did tell that guy a rate for photos and he just stopped, stopped messaging. <laughs> it's um, like the, I feel like it's like the Tinder rule, man. Like, you know, like you got to throw it out there to 1500 people. Yeah. In order to get like That's 15 it. people. Jordan, what are you doing? You're Googling cars. No, sorry. I'm working on an e-brake, but it's okay. I, I'm definitely out. listening. Are you on Adderall? Like, I don't understand. You were more <laughs> focused than usual. Like, I'm, it's very no, strange. Well, I mean, honestly, honestly I don't know. Is. Yeah, the other day he was, like, quoting me, like, podcasts and stuff and being like, hey, have you heard this? Like, yo, like, we don't, like, we don't own a business. We own a job. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, like, uh, who's well, I we should get to who's the bottom this, of this. Who is this, Gerard? Is Catherine yeah, giving you Adderall that you don't know about? No, or I'm Is someone slipping you on Adderall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just Are sick of my fucking wheels, man. I'm sick of it. I want to make money. I want to be more successful than we are. You're sick just, of what wheels? Sick spinning our wheels. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm sick of, yeah, I'm sick of, like, just kind of being... Yeah, just like being, where we are, being getting by. Okay, I'm. Yeah, gonna I don't want to get by anymore. I want to. I want to be bald. Want to be balling? Yeah. yeah. You're I like. Want to be a Lamborghini? If you got Adderall, Toyota. let me know because I'll take some Adderall. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, um, like a okay. Toyotas. okay. I think you are just progressively getting better and better because you're doing more and more, and it's great. I will bring up a, a question or a, uh, yeah. a comment. Give me a question. Yeah. Um, Le Le was, hey, boys, another great podcast. I love the fun arguments and the turbo plug at the end. But may I suggest plugging the business more towards the beginning? Not everyone's going to make it till the end. I was just going (laughs) to say that, too, because one of the things I wanted to do was sort of promote the show. Is there anything else you all want to talk about? And it's fine if you don't. Because God love them. Uh, We don't (laughs) have to. Because God love them, we can have a short episode, and Ryan also has to edit it on the road. Yeah, we were meant to. Uh, we were going to talk about vacations this time. That's what I thought we were going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were talking about travel. I thought we've talked about travel before. Oh yeah, we talked about travel. We yeah, talked. We, we've Bali, talked about everything. We've talked about everything ever, but. We've talked about food. We've talked about we've talked about travel, and I talked about going to Europe. People think that I've never been to Europe. Yo, you've been to Europe. Yo, you've been to Europe. Europe's great. You've been Europa is what they call it. No, uh, did you go for your honeymoon or something? No, Mm -hmm. I just went for fun. But hey, all right. Yeah, to be fair, I am going on a a trip tomorrow. Uh, I leave. I'm going to fly to Ottawa. And I'm going to rent a car, renting a car, driving to Montreal. That's what the French call Montreal. (laughs) And then I'm going to Quebec City. Oh, And then I'm going to go to Maine. And then I'm going to Boston. I don't know. We were going to talk about travel because I was going traveling. And I'm glad that we didn't because I feel like we've already talked about it. Uh, But as a quick recap, Gerard, what's the best vacation you've ever been on? I mean, it depends, man. My honeymoon in Bali was pretty sweet with my wife and just scooting around me and her. But then I, that last Costa Rica video with the video, <laughs> the last <laughs> Costa Rica vacation with the whole family and driving around through and like, that was pretty awesome too. I will probably say the Bali one though. Oh, that's great. Kevin, yeah, what's the I mean, best I, vacation? Oh, go on. What? I cut you off. No, he's good. Uh, yeah. I mean. I think I think a hard one. I don't know. Is it hard? Yeah, I don't know. What's the most? What's the most? I guess exotic or whatever place you've been. Well, that's not the best. That's just exotic. Well, I mean, I just. I, I mean, just I don't know. Exotic, 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 is, exotic is good. Exotic is you know, like I don't know. That's the thing. I've never been to Europe and I've never been to Asia. So like, I it's time to not, go. Exactly. It's, it hasn't been that broad or. Yeah, I honestly like I don't know, like Drift Week was like super sick and like definitely experienced. It wasn't relaxing. And like I feel that I have a problem with that on vacations a lot of the time where it's just like, oh shit, like I'm never like when is the next time I'm ever gonna be here? Might as well do every single thing I can and spend every dollar I can and see everything I can and get mm-hmm. zero sleep. And then you get back from your vacation and you had so many experiences, but you're like more tired than when you left. And it's like, except when you went to final bug, you guys just went to sleep and Carter and I went to, into the town at night. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, that, that was like one day, but yeah, I was very happy to sleep that day too. Like we've been on the road for five days, like in that truck 
You guys yeah. also weren't like, hey, we're going to go out on the town. You're like, we're going to go five minutes from the hotel <laughs> to the closest gas station to buy hot dogs and cigarettes. And we we're like, no, we're okay. And then you guys came back like five hours later. Like, yo, we went downtown. We saw all these sites and like all the shit. And like, it's like, okay. Like, yes. Sorry. So, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, even, even if you were like, hey, we're going to be back in three hours, I would have been like, even like more like probably no. Like, fuck. <laughs> Gas up your car. You're going driving for three hours in Chicago. Yeah, I was, I was probably just more happy to. To just go to bed that day. Yeah, but, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know if it's because it was like a road trip, but I just have so many memories from Drift Week. But um, I mean, honestly, yeah. even that 2015 Cali trip was fucking pretty sick, man. Dude, that, nope, that you've was, already chose Costa Rica yeah. and Bali, pal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say that was the best one, but it was just amazing. That was more of like the best friend vacation I've been on. Oh, well. And I haven't really been on many of those. No? I definitely have. No, I have not been on many friend vacations at all, to be honest. Like, I've I feel like I haven't Mexico either. With my homies. I feel yeah, like, yeah. honestly, like I, I feel privileged, like, because like my mom is a travel agent. So like her whole life is traveling all the time. So I've been like, uh, like. I, you know, dragged around is like a weird term to use, but it's just like I've been taking a lot of vacations that like I wouldn't have cared about or gone on if it wasn't for my right. mom work working in that industry. So, yeah, I do feel very fortunate to have been on like a bunch of trips and like, but yeah, like I said, it's like it's never been to Europe. It's never been to Asia. It's never been to Africa. It's never been to Australia. It's a very different type of travel. Yeah. It's funny because like we were leaving on this trip and I asked Jody, I was like, should I look up things? And she's like, cars and beer. And I was like, what? And she was just like, cars and beer. That's all you really care about. And I was like, huh. All right. So I, I won't look up anything then. And I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, and I was, she's not wrong. Those are the things that like, you know, we used to travel and I always wanted I'm sure you're cars more to be involved. That. I mean, Am I more than that? You've traveled with me. I don't know if I am more than that. I just like, <laughs> where's decent beer and food, you know, and I'm good. I'm a happy boy. I've said it before on a podcast and I will say it again. I like seeing things that aren't permanent fixtures, I think, that apply to me. So, you know, Drift Week doesn't happen in the exact same way every same every year. So we have an experience that nobody else can recreate. That's important. Uh, yeah. The first time I went to Chicago with my friend Jordan Hall and the Hot Boys is an experience that was before Final Belt. That was for Club Loose event. Oh, that is, I, I didn't even remember. Sorry, the Final Belt trip was nuts too. But anyways, go on. That was a friend yeah, trip. Well, you, yeah, I mean, we all used to, I went on a lot of friend trips. And so we used to go to SEMA every year, which was, Always a different experience. We would drive from Saskatchewan to Vegas. That was great. So best trip, though, I don't know. I mean, I really liked my honeymoon. We drove down the coast, went to San Francisco. I saw Jim Connor, one of the Jim Connor videos be filmed. We toured around Fat Lace and saw a bunch of shit, which was super cool. But those are the types of things that I remember. So my wife isn't wrong. I cars and cars and beer, good food. Is what I require for travel. Anyway, 
I didn't want to ask you guys though what was your favorite car trip or your favorite trip trip because I thought that would be a very interesting distinction where your mind goes. So yeah. Oh okay. Real armchair psychology. Gerard picked <laughs> nice family things as his Facebook would indicate and yeah. Hey Kevin. I'm I'm kind of with Kevin. Drift Week was super cool. So I mean, I I get that too. I'm not. <laughs> if I you would that... say like car trip, it feels weird. But like I like honestly, Penticton was like a trip, like trip, if you will. Because like yeah, I drove up a hundred percent by myself. Like no, not a other car with me, convoying or anything. I came. I made it up there like met up with so many people you know what i mean like felt like when i was in penticton we were like running around with like a group of 10 people at all times you know and then drove home completely by myself again you know like Mm -hmm. same thing like like basically into the night and home yeah it's just like it's just like a weird crazy visceral experience to like that whole weekend like this year yeah this weekend yeah yeah this year's was sorry not this weekend this year yeah i mean i i agree Uh, this this year's event was yeah i pretty memorable more so than like other years i i think a lot of them blend together to me like the drive was so memorable like to me, yeah. I've done that drive. It's, it's that's one of the my favorite parts about going to Penticton was the. I always drive up in the night by myself, and I drive home by myself in the night, and it's it's fucking amazing. I've done a couple. I've done one in the Xterra, did one in the in the in the Stagia, and I think I think I've done two in the Xterra. Um, and yeah, it was like it's fucking something else, man. You did one in the QX. No, I've never been to I've never been to Penticton in the QX. No, was it the Pajero? Oh yeah, I did do one in the in the Pajero. You're right. That was I had cat with me, so it was different. It wasn't like a driving into the night. all out blitz. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's like I, as much as I it, love it, passengers. When you, when you drive by yourself, yeah, you just honestly yeah. that's what I love about Ryan. I'm just like, yo, I'm not eating. And he's like, okay. I'm like, do you have to pee? He's like, nope. <laughs> it's not even. Although I didn't make. I did get you to eat last time at a shitty restaurant. But, yeah, but you also were like, no, nah, we don't have to eat. And I'm like, no, man, you want to eat. You need to eat. You haven't eaten. You're like, okay. <laughs> I could have I, I been like, no, man, we're, we're going across the border. We're not stopping. And you would have been like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great experience that restaurant was. <laughs> hey, you got a free beer. Yeah. Here's a flat beer. <laughs> I was I was yeah. Ryan's outspoken girlfriend. Yeah, it was nice. great. <laughs> I was given a flat beer, and then I was like, I think my beer, and like Cedric was the one that figured it out. He was like, oh, really? I think your beer is flat. And I was like, oh, I just thought it was really, really, really bad. And then like <laughs> the server came by and was like, oh, is everything okay? And it's like, uh, I think my beer is flat. She's like, yeah, we're out of like CO two. And I'm like, uh, it's not good. And she's like, yeah. Then Kevin just pipes up. He's like, is that not a thing you don't tell people when they order the beer? <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we took it off your bill. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, you better take one? it off my bill. All right. Hey. I feel like we uh, we got, I think we got what we needed here. We didn't uh, jump off the deep end and 
start yeah. a- answering Gerard's questions. Hey, is there anything hey. that today's podcast is brought to us by? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, today's broadcast is brought to you by... Serial 9. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some stuff. Hey, just go to the website. Look, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, share it. Or, like I said, you, there's a place where you can review podcasts. That would be great. We'd love that. Or, also, on you Spotify, know, you can just ask a question about every podcast. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, be involved. This is always better when people are involved in the conversation. And I think today is in a perfect example of that. We were asked a question and then we spiraled out of control <laughs> till we got to this point. So that's great. Uh, we journeyed to the heart of darkness and back. Uh, nice. Anyway, I appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast. Uh, if you like what you hear, look, we're probably not going to start our own Instagram page for the podcast because. Serial Nine exists and has a Instagram page. I imagine you're already following it, but if not, go do that. It's beautifully curated with obscure and cool things, as one would imagine. And uh, yeah, go to the shop, find a thing you like, click the old buy button, and live your best life. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Thank you very in much. Two weeks. Sweet okay. dreams. So long. Yay, yay. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.